to Intermission, a show about anything and everything band-related, proving that band is fun. My name's Kim Shuttlesworth. And I'm Riaz Muhammad. In today's episode of Interviews, we'll talk about what we've learned from the interview season and the do's and don'ts to win the interview. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Uh, so let's talk interviews. First off, can we talk about how your week's been? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the Post week after. spring break? Yeah, it's the week after spring break, so the instrument's not leaving our face this week at all. We have UIL coming up, or sorry, we have pre-UIL coming up when we do our own in-house thing, so I think I think we're in an okay spot. I go on Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And Saturday. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about Pines of Rome. But. You're doing that pre-UIL festival at Allen. Yeah. Five o'clock. You should, well, this will come out after, but yeah, we'll, we'll release some recordings at some point. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I'm excited about it. That'll what a wonderful right. experience for everybody. Yeah. So just trying to get ready for that. Yeah. This week. Okay. So, well, it's interview season, and the yes. reason I know is because my inbox is now getting flooded with recommendation That, emails. and we have a student teacher, so... All right. student teachers now are kind of in that process and people looking to transition jobs. So what better time? I want to talk a little bit about just kind of what it was like for our personal experiences. Yep. Riz and I both had two different. Way different. Total different um, opportunities um, coming out of college. Mm-hmm. I, um, you want to go first? You want me to go you, first? You go first. Yours is probably better. Well, <laughs> my first interview ever was actually up in here in Dallas. So I thought I wanted to move to Dallas when I got done with Texas because I was like, oh, I'll just move to Dallas and be closer to family. I, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so I got an interview up in the DFW area, and um, I go to the interview, and it's for a high school job, and I had already already been told like just be prepared for anything. I didn't have a ton of interview prep. I just asked a lot of people like, what. What do you think about the job? And just trying to get advice from my mentors. And the very first question is, how do you teach trumpet? Very first out of the gate. It's probably the hardest question to answer on the spot. I was like, what? Well, okay. So I went back to my, you know, I don't know if you guys had this essays, like how you, how you would make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No. And you first have to say like, You'd have to go get the bread. Oh, oh, and oh! Like start from scratch. Start yes. from scratch. Yes, so yes, I was yes, like, yes, yes. Okay, bake the first, bread yourself. <laughs> yeah, bake the bread. Don't put too much salt in it. Um, but I, I was like, okay, well, this is the case, and so he asked me that question, and then maybe two other questions, and then says, okay, let's walk around the facility. I was like, okay, walked around the facility, and then he never called me back. I was like, okay. So that was my very first interview. Did you pick up the wrong case? <laughs> so I don't no, know. I didn't bring my trumpet to the interview. Well, you want me to play for them? I mean, be prepared for anything. Did you, Angle Scout? Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm going to apologize right now that he did, in fact, know the Eagle Scout oath. In your face. But I still want to point out you didn't do the, like, you didn't put <clears> your hand up or anything like that. But the fact that you had to Google to make sure you were right, I think we should could could talk about that for a second. But 
I'll let it pass for now. I played the fifth. <laughs> what was your first interview? Um, I, you know, I was sitting here while we were working on this, and I can't remember because, as sad as this sounds, I've been through so many interviews. <laughs> for me, personality was a thing. Um, it was just really in the beginning. It was really hard to land a job because I just came across as really dry. But went on plenty of interviews, and each one of them was way different from me the other. I. Let's talk about, because what's funny is that you are funny. Yeah, I know. And Thanks. like when you're not in the pressure situation, you're a good time. Thanks. You know, but when it came to the interviews, because, you yeah. know, I think after your sixth one, I started calling people going, what's the deal? Yeah, at the beginning, I was really particular because you thought I know, you could be. Well, no. And I then think something to be said, though. We'll talk about that in a second. Well, no, I thought in my approach to picking where I wanted to apply, mm -hmm. I knew I felt confident in my skill set as I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too highly of myself. But so I was selective on where I was putting in an application. And then when I wasn't landing like the fifth and sixth job, I just threw everything into the wind and said, OK, apply, 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 apply. Because at that point, I knew the issue was the interview process. So I just tried to get as many under my belt as possible. Yeah, you got really nervous yeah. in your interviews. That's a thing. Yeah. Nobody tells you about it. That How nervous you get. Yeah. And that just kind of made you so closed off. It wasn't yeah. that you didn't know the answers. It mm -hmm. was that, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, about the, like, where, would you fit in? Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. But I want to address something. It's not on here. And this is going to be my little bitty rant. Let's hear it. Now, in this for a while, you know, a vet, uh, would I be considered a veteran yet? No. 17? You're 17? You're old. Don't you dare. <laughs> Anyhow, when people think because they student teach at what, oh, yes. what some people think is a great school, which there are great schools. I'm not saying anything against that, but you feel that it's implied that you should be great because that's where you've been mm -hmm. and you look great on paper because you've said all these wonderful things, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Don't assume that just because you student taught at one of the best programs in the state or the country or wherever it is that you should be entitled mm -hmm. to have a, a job, a starting job at that. I mean, I think the best way to put it is their success is not your success. I mean, yes, that's you, part of it. You are starting from scratch. But in, I, in the case of being a first But I think teacher. a lot of people think that, like coming out, because, you know, I, I talk to a lot of young teachers and, um, you know, I, I think I'm going to be particular about where I, like, I just, I do this to just take the interview. Mm -hmm. And I get it because there's a point about just taking the interview so that you can get better at your skills. Totally understand it. But you don't have a decision to make until someone offers you yes. a job. So don't. Turn yourself out of a possibility of a job because you think that you would say no anyway. Because you don't really know don't until know. you're in it. Yeah. So that's my soapbox. I'll get off that. Let's talk about funny moments oh, okay. of jobs. I'm, I'm going first. I'm going first. Okay. I'm going first. I don't even know that I've told you this, but there was one particular interview. This was in the Austin area. And this interview was on the other side of town. So it was a haul to get there. The interview was at like 4 o'clock. Um, in, in rush hour traffic, had to get there. So I, I just bolted from the house because it was summertime. Um, and when I got there, um, I, 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 
I was doing something previously, so I didn't have my suit on, mm -hmm. but I put it in the car. So I go to this like gas station <laughs> to <laughs> to get changed, and I realized I have my shirt, my tie, my bag, my coat. I don't have my pants. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was on. I put it on the hanger. What I didn't realize is that as I was walking through the hallway in the house, the pants fell off the hanger because I didn't find it until I got back home. Mm -hmm. um, so I was close to the stool school and I called in a panic. Um, my car broke down. You lied. <laughs> but they don't know. Uh, my, my car broke down. I couldn't make it. Well, where are you? We can come get you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't need to come get me. <laughs> so that was, that was one of them. But I did end up interviewing. We rescheduled. And did you get that out. job? I got offered that job. I was in one of your brass sectionals <laughs> when I answered the phone. No way. <laughs> yeah, way. That's funny. Uh, yeah. What about you? Um, okay, so I didn't know. So I had that interview. And then Paulette knows I love her. She says, do you want to go uh, have dinner? And, and Bruce had said, hey, this is the interview. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, okay. So we went to Olive Garden. And we're just sitting there talking. Because when you're here, you're family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Exactly. But, I mean, Paulette was like a rock star. She, you know, she's one of my heroes. And I I met her at all. And I think this is how other, uh, you know, the older generation of teachers did it. I don't think you sat down at an office. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, we had Italian. And then at the end of it, she's like, so you want to do this, kid? And that was the job offer. I'm not surprised. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I like got on the phone and called my mom. And I was like, I think I have a job. I have to meet the principal, but I think I have a job. Mm. And my mom's like, oh, okay. You know, which is great. But I learned, like, Bruce, my former mentor, he interviewed his people at, wait for it, Golden Corral. I freaking love Golden Corral. You love Lubies. I love Lub Actually, yeah, I love Lubies more. Anyway, this is not about food, but I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you need a snack. Yeah, I do. But anyhow, that I, I think that's what it was. You'd go. It's like very kind of Godfatherish. Like, let's go have a meal and see how. You but I, I think it's the the point of that is is to see how you act. Yeah. Not in a normal setting. That is the interview setting. So it was really beneficial. So I don't mind going to meet someone for coffee and decide if I'm going to hire them or not or. Whatever it is. But now there's so many logistics with HR. You want to follow those yeah, rules, obviously. Processes and procedures, yeah. all the red tape and things like that. Oh. Um, so this maybe isn't a funny story, but it could go in the category of maybe not what to do. I will say, based on my interview experiences, you will know pretty quickly whether you think you'd fit into that situation or be a part of that team culturally, whatever have you. Um, and during one of my interviews... The head director and I were just not on the same wavelength at all. So arguing is probably a strong word, but we got into it a little bit. One of his questions were like, how do you respond to criticism? My response was, well, I don't necessarily consider it criticism because it's not a collaborative thing. If you just like give me some feedback, maybe we can go from there. And he just leaned right into it. So that was probably about minute three in the interview. And So how the, long did that interview last? It, I don't know, but it was very painful to sit through. And, and, you know, for me, you you know when you know, and I definitely knew that that wasn't for me. Yeah, I've had a couple of those where I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. Listen, having people in your interview, 
is really intimidating. Oh, like when you have like a whole panel. Yes. So I haven't talked about my Coppell job interview, mm-hmm. but I had to give a presentation. Remember this? Yes, I do. I had to give a presentation. And you were so nervous. I was about so it. nervous and I only had like 20 minutes, right? I could only yep. talk. And I open up the screen and it's like 10 people on Zoom. Because obviously this is still during pandemic yeah. times. 10 people on Zoom. And so I practiced. I, I created a Zoom the night before and I put all my friends on it. You remember this? Yes. And I practiced interviewing and going through my presentation and then having you guys kind of like critique it and tell me if it was good or not. And then the second round was just as intimidating. I had to make another presentation hmm. about the, like the key, the culture basically uh, of, of, of what Coppell is looking for. And then the final interview obviously was just with the superintendent and um, one other person hired chief of hiring. I hmm. think it, either way it was, it was a lot of work. You know, but I now I look at it and I'm completely glad that I did because it let me learn so much about the school and it let me learn so much about what I would do in terms of building a school, uh, you know, building something. You know, at, at Glenn, I had a famous professor in my interview because his kid was going to go to school. Oh, school there. And I like cool. walk into the interview and I was like, hey, and I'm thinking in my head, I took your class during the summer. Oh, no. Did I fall asleep in your class because I was like doing summer uh, camps? I was like, yeah. So I've had a lot of like walk when I walk in, I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't say anything. Oh my God. <laughs> so, all right. So let's get to from the hiree perspective, like what I think the hirees need to know. Let's go over a couple of things. Uh, so essentially, like, let's talk about who who the job is for. Um. A lot of times there are, I mean, when we were interviewing for the head director job at Bowie when I was there, there were just a lot of people, a lot of people who were inexperienced just applying for that job. So I would say just be a little cautious in read the job description. That's probably a good place to start with that. Um, Sometimes you think you can be in over your head a bit and sometimes, you know, that job's not quite for you. Yeah, I would say that for sure. And, you know, when you're interviewing a lot, you send a lot of cover letters mm-hmm. and typos. Typos. Like, for instance, I had someone send me an application to work here. I think it was when I was at Glenn, maybe. I don't remember where it was at this point. All the years bleed together sometimes. But A, they misspelled my name. And B, they it was like for McKinney ISD or it was like New Braunfels ISD. It wasn't, I never worked in either, you know? And I was just kind of like, what? I had, I had a marching band tech one year email me and it, you could tell that that was his working document because certain things were bolded like the school name mm-hmm. or the school district and in the job position that he was applying for his, his cover letter said orchestra job. We no. You, I'm not an orchestra teacher. Right. So I think I think my best advice would be double check your work and have someone proof it for sure. Yeah. Um, because I think that's important. Another thing is, is when you're, uh, specifically if you like get the interview, um, know, your, know your community. Yes. The best advice that was given to me um, was, you know, Bruce said to me when I had this first interview, because he was also, I student taught for him. 
And he said, when you're up there, go to a local restaurant and have a meal and see how they treat you. And then go to a gas station and see how the, the, you know, see how they treat you there. And I was like, okay, so I go and do that. Interesting. I've never, I would have never thought of that. And even after he passed and I was getting ready, I interviewed up here again, thinking I would come up here again before I went to Glenn. Um, I went to a restaurant of this place. I was, you know, around the area I was mm-hmm. interviewing. I was like, okay, it's kind of nice, but I was ignored a lot. I thought that was interesting. And I went to the gas station, and it was completely nice. I was like, okay, so I just might have had just a bad experience. So you, you kind of have to chalk it up yeah. to, but you want to know kind of the clientele. And even when I came, even though all of my interview stuff uh, was online here, when we first got here, remember, I was like, let's just go do something. That was not because. Yeah, we just drove around. We drove around because I just wanted to understand where I was. And we went to eat local, yep. right? That's all purposeful for me. I mean, uh, just this is a one high school town, so it's maybe a little bit different. Well, it's a lot different from mm-hmm. a bigger district where we're both c- coming from. Um, but you can tell how important the school culture and climate is mm-hmm. in a community. Uh, because, for instance, here, I don't know if it's just like a city zoning ordinance thing, but like the school fits into the community as far as what it looks like. Everything else in the community looks like the school and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, there have been plenty of times I've gone into like a store here and they're like, oh, you're the band director. You're the new guy. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. So it's there's something to be said about being a small, well, a one, one high school town. But at the same time, that's the community interaction that you, know, you can kind of use to gauge <clears throat> so yeah, so I think knowing the history yeah. and learning about it, learning about the community, don't go into a job not having read up on certain things. You know, it's really important to understand what you're walking into because remember at some point this has to turn into an you interviewing them too. Yeah. So but you can't come in not knowing anything. They don't come in not knowing anything about you. So you shouldn't come in knowing nothing about them. That would be that. Let's talk about my favorite thing in the world. Go the on. resume. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love a good resume. You're a great proofreader. I am a great proofreader. But you know why I'm a great proofreader? Because a band parent, when I um, was thinking before I got promoted, uh-huh. I was interviewing and I had some pretty big jobs. And so... A band parent said, come up. He was like, he worked for a big uh, corporation, like a soda corporation. He said, come up to my office one day, and I'll put you through an interview prep and a resume prep. And I was like, okay. So I sent him my resume, and he obliterates it, and I thought it was a great resume. (laughs) And he just, like, (laughs) obliterates it. And I was like, okay. And then uh, I'll get to that in just a second. And then... The interview was like three, he did a three hour prep with me. That's cool. Yeah. And he just taught me how, what people think. And he videoed it. And he's like, watch your body right there. You're not confident. Like he, it was interesting. It was one of those. That's what those guys go through. <laughs> you know? So he treated me like he, I'm, I'm trying to hire you for my CFO position or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. He interviewed me for that. I mean, and he, he did a great job and I cannot thank him enough for, 
I think he was a defining moment of influence during a time where I was trying to figure out what I needed. But on the resume situation, the, the best thing that he told me about when you're building your resume is leave room for questions. Don't yeah, tell them everything that everything. you've done. Yes. Word it in a way that entices them to want to ask you about it. So like, I don't really need to know that you know how to work Microsoft, Excel, Pages, Charms, all that stuff. You leave it in one line so that I know that you know how to do that. So that way you can show me something else that you've done. Also, that if you're a brass player, I don't need to know what brass instruments you play in particular or what you can teach. You know, I just need to know that you can teach it. I think some of the most important information should go at the top, a la your name, mm -hmm. maybe your certification, if it's if you have it or if it's pending, and definitely your instrument. Because, I mean, I'm not a head director. I'm, I haven't really hired for a band staff, but hiring our marching band staff, I try to make sure and figure out, okay, how many trumpet guys am I hiring? Am I hiring any woodwind people? So that information is, is crucial at the top to know. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, proofread. <laughs> proofread. There are so many times I just open a resume and it just, it's not well done. I'm not going to lie. Don't, don't entertain it. If it's got too many errors, yeah. I don't even Because Look it's not... It. It's not an annoyance thing. It That tells me that this person doesn't necessarily have attention to detail or they don't pay attention to the little things. And for me, that's something that I tend to do a lot. Right. I'll never forget in a meeting when I was in college and Richard Floyd, I was working like summer for him. And he said, success is in the details, Kim. Always mm -hmm. remember that. And I just, I always hear him saying that to me. Besides the time he said, we're going to have a committee of one and Kim, you're going to head it up <laughs> <laughs> also that, but, um, yeah, I think that's important. How many pages? It's real simple. One, one. page front and back is yes. fine. How do you feel about the new millennial? It's like the millennial I, resume where it's got like a, a photograph of you. And I think that's more of like modern. a Gen Z thing. Is that what the, it is? I, I, I don't know. I'm a, I can't say it. Millennial. Yeah. That's just me. Like, yeah. yeah. And, I don't, the, the, the new thing is, I guess, putting your photo on your resume. Well, and also making like super fancy fonts. And now we just sound like two old people bickering. You know, those old guys from the the Muppets, the two old guys yeah. in, in the auditorium during the intermission. Yeah. 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 yeah that's us <laughs> right now. <laughs> then I need some popcorn and some candy. Yeah. I don't, I appreciate it. But it's not necessary, I don't think, for at least for this job. It might be necessary for a marketing job yeah, or yeah. appeal to the client you or to the job you're trying to get is what I'm trying to From say. From the millennial standpoint, I mean, I'm old enough to where I'll just get on Facebook and social media stalk somebody. That's how I figure it out. Are you admitting that you look at these people? Um, not everybody, but a lot of the times, kind of, sort of, Yes. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> it's true. Oh, last thing on this. References. Be careful who you list as your reference. In terms of, are you on good terms with that person? Slash, does this person know that you're applying for a job in case they were to get a call? So they're not blindsided by it. Can I say something about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Even though you put references down, people still may call other people about you. Yes. Oh, yes. Everyone, the, the band world is so small. A lot of people know each other. Well, also, like, when you now fill out that stuff online, Apple Track or whatever it is online. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and you have to put your previous job experience, mm. if there's someone that they know, I know I've gotten a bazillion calls, you know, hey, this person said they were for you seven years ago. Well, I'm like, seven years ago. I mean, but yes, I do get that sometimes. Um, people asking about it. Mm. Um, okay. From the hiring perspective, what do we look for in the interview? Having gone through it myself, personality. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big thing. Are you are you engaging in your interview, or am I just watching the paint dry on the wall behind you? That sounds really mean to say. I really but I also went through it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I like I like to make sure that I can have a conversation with the person. Yeah, the interview is a conversation, and if you can do that, and you feel that they there is um, a good back and forth. You know, with some, I mean, I, I like to have humor. I'm not going to lie. I don't like it to feel so tense. Yes. I think that's yes. important. Um, how you carry yourself in the questions. Like I, I look to see if you make contact with me or if you talk down to the ground, like a lot of people don't realize it, but when they answer a question, they're like Look looking into nothing. Yeah. Right. So are you looking in, uh, looking me in the eye? Do you stumble over your words or use a lot of verbal fillers? Like, yes. Um, so like is the thing. I'm not going to lie. I start ticking it on my paper. Mm. You know, uh, I try to avoid it and I catch myself doing it. So that's just a pet peeve. Um, or one, if you talk too much. Yeah. One thing, one thing I've learned is the whole think, filter, speak process. You don't necessarily have to answer the question immediately. Just yeah. give it time to process before you answer that way. You're not stringing on a sh- uh, one long run on sentence. Because that tends to happen a lot. For sure. Too. Yeah. Um, I also look for if you're going to fit in. Yeah, that's a that's the big thing. It's Even not... with the staff, like if there's multiple staff in the room for that job. So like if you and I hired someone together, you know, it would be would they fit. Yeah, and I almost think that's more important than the qualifications. Obviously, we're going to look for the best teacher. Right. But we're also looking for a team member. To work on our team so the person i think the personality thing is a big factor um when we started glenn my principal there i thought did a great job of the interview process itself because he would ask us at the end because i sat in on so many interviews uh-huh. when starting a new school because i was the third person hired basically so they had to have three people in the interview so i always got pulled into these interviews and at the end of the day he'd ask do we think they're great or have potential to be great? Because hmm. if they had one or the other, they got yeah. the job for the most part. Um, and, and that's a, a unique question it is, which means are they teachable? And do we think they can, um, if they're not already great, do we think that they're teachable enough to do it? Or do we think we already have a rock star that can lead the way? You know, yeah. I think that's important. Um, about what we try to put in what we do. Hmm. So and I think one of the last things we can talk about is maybe some resources in case, especially for newer teachers, mm-hmm. like where do you look for jobs? TMEA, their website is probably the best non one-stop shop place. Mm-hmm. I think so. <clears throat> I only use that when I was looking and I, and I post yeah. there if we have job openings. Somebody a long time ago also turned me on to tasa.net. It's the Texas Texas Association of School Administrators. So, oh. like, a principal will get on there and post an opening. So, sometimes, you know, people will post on there and not TMEA because they don't know because they're not a band person or they're not in touch with fine arts at all. I hmm. think 
Mary Ellen Cabot in Texas State taught me that one. Her. Oh, you know what? Something we didn't talk about? Hmm. What to wear. <laughs> I'll give you a funny story about what to wear. I just wanted to talk about this because that is an, an important part of I mean, the process. Yes. Yes. You should always dress appropriately and don't walk in with a wrinkled suit. Not talking from personal experience, but. And as the person hiring, maybe don't wear a t-shirt and that has sweat stains on it. Have you? Have I have not. No. But I've been in present interviews with that happening, and I wanted to scream internally. I mean, I did externally. (laughs) (laughs) It was hot. They said it was hot, you know, but yeah, I think that's important is is still look, even if it's in the summer, try to look at least somewhat presentable. Yeah. Or you can wear a full suit when the interview committee meant for you to wear something a little more casual and they just didn't tell you. I no, I said we're business you casual. Not, you did not. Otherwise, I would have. You could have just gone and bought yourself something else cuz obviously you know where the nearest Walmart is when you had to go buy them pants. <laughs> okay, let's wrap up. We're done here. <laughs> Look appropriate. We appreciate yeah. it. Listen, if you have questions about interviews, Feel free to contact us. We have a new webs or new website, new email address up and going, intermissionpod23 at gmail.com. You can send us your resume. We'll proofread it for you and look at it if you want us to. It's true. No and problem. if you need a sample interview, you want someone to ask you some questions, call Mo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. Bye. Bye.